Hello, this is Augusta Ali Podcast. This is Richie. I usually have a co-host, but Noah's not here for this Saturday's podcast. He'll be out for the rest of the month. So, it's going to be me. It was supposed to be Tyler, but Tyler's not, not awake, so, I gotta, so I'm here. I am awake. It's a little... We're in afternoon, so... So, there's no excuses. But I promise next Saturday I will find a new co-host, temporary co-host, that was that will wake up on time, or be on time for mostly. All right, let's talk about Dynamite. It was animated from Target Center in Minneapolis, yeah, Minnesota. The Quake by Lake Spatial special had a big main event: Lionheart Jericho versus Moxley. It was for the AEW Interim World Champion. We had our surprise return in CM Punk. Darby Allen finally bested Bray King in a coffin match. With a little help from Sting. The Young Bucks drama saga Mendy Fence Hand Page. And so more. Much more. Let's get to that. You know what? Let's talk about the main event. They had put... Moxley and Jericho put on a fantastic main event for the AEW. The backstory was deep. But leading was simple. Moxley won Jericho's The Last Survivor of Stuhart's Dungeon. Moxley won Jericho's The, the Lionheart or Jericho Oblige. The match was set. We had hype from Moxley, hyped about by, by being already about the interim tax contacts. He viewed himself as a real world champion. Call it FYI, the belt forged in Cincinnati about pain and endurance. His explanation doesn't conveniently fit as an FYI acronym, so I suggest forged upon Cincinnati to call upon the SUC title. Moxley is going to push Jericho to the limit. If the Lionheart fights for him, will break it, then his body will. Yeah. Then Jericho had his promo turn to counter. He was strapped to share Moxley to be the next world champion. Then we got Daddy Magic, Cool Hand, Garcia, and Jake grabbed the wheel to hike the belt. Sadly, no nip tick tock from Daddy Magic. But they were piped for the pumped for the celebration party. There was fondue and a little bit of bubbly. Energy after like after like a lucha checking out a random person. Side note, I ran into the main event. Garcia talked trash about Brian Danson. It was announced that we'll meet in the two hour free falls next week in that big special with HBO Max. Um Yeah. Yeah. Alright, let me get to the dynamite thing card. Something if he with it. Okay, we got Jericho and turn the with the Lionheart music. Wearing Lionheart tights. Y'all know Lionheart. Monster is your wild than usual. Let's get to the action. We saw Jer- we saw like we had lock up, iron drags and stuff. Moxley and Trav Lionheart statement, shoulder blocks, Shanga slaps, change of slaps. Jericho went for Walter Jericho. Moxley tested out so Jericho with a hole. Learn this dude dungeon the stretch Moxley. Jericho showed he was playing hard as a real deal. On the evening, Moss had to talk about pain while Jericho sermon destroyed, ripping out earling to the to the blood flow. The match progressed, Jericho utilizing Lionheart moves such as Superhero Karana. Moxley fired back with rugged offense. Jericho was a latch on the line's hand submission for deep pain. Moxley managed to roll over, so Jericho stomped his face and went to a Mazda Jericho. The champ eventually reached the ropes for break after enjoying tremendous punishment. Moxley railed with a flying double X hand outside. Mox aimed for nerf flying time the outside, but Jericho caught him with a code breaker. Uh, Moxley kicked, kicked out. Jericho went for his whale shenanigans. <coughs> he 
He removed the triangle pass deployed to keep the referee busy. Guevara threw it in baseball bat. <sighs> From the crowd, Jericho popped Moxley one two kick out. Moxley went for a standing choke. Jericho escaped by sending Moxley to explode the turnbuckle. Moxley ricocheted back into a juice effect. One two, Moxley kicked out. Mm-hmm. Then Jericho grabbed the time for an object. Moxley O'Lane hurt supposed to turn steel. Rear check it naked choke. Transition to book on choke. Jericho escaped. Hammer elbows for Lion's hair. Moxley escaped the bludgeoning Jericho with his elbows. Moxley went for the great vine sleep on the mat. Jericho made his last gasp to escape. Moxley trapped the yarn free yarn to apply choke. Jericho lasted as long as he could for tapping now. Moxley retained a bloody duel. <laughs> I said it was an epic match. The drama was off the charts. The three, the first three quarters finished ranked as one of my favorite matches of the year. I could have done without the shenanigans toward the end, but it what it is what it is. After the match, basically we have most of the men from JS Society attacking Moxley, and they come in to help. And then we got the epic return of CM Punk. CM Punk fought back, took out the Jericho Appreciate Society. Then we got to close the city with Moxie and Punk. Moxie doesn't respect spec Punk. And we're going to have a unification title between All Out for the December 4th World title about Moxie and Punk in Chicago. I know they will win, and I love that feeling it will make a world different than AEW Punk. <sighs> So let's go to the let's go to the rest. Let's talk about that apology. Hangman Page, Young Bucks back together. Well, not quite. The latest turn in the Elite Soul Opera revolves about the young, upcoming AEW World World Trios Championship Tournament. The Broncos were revealed. Jeff Triangle versus Osprey and Austin Open. Andare, they're gonna need Roosh versus Young Bucks. A surprise. House of Black versus Dark Order. Trust Busters versus Best Friends. You notice the bus in the turn around right official dark the Jack sent a remedy by approaching Hangman in the dark order locker room to apologize. Dark Hangman Dark Order room to apologize. They talk about the tournament. Hangman and Ass would join. Matt and they did apologize how they treated for and Fred. They had great times again and whole thing, yada yada yada. The bus the bus did acknowledge they got selfish on the way. Matt lacked courage to person courage. Hangman when he ate over time. The Bucks might have been bad people, but it's Hangman who brings out the good of them. Matt Pat questioned the Hangman. Will you be our trios partner next week? Well, Hangman declined. He Hangman do appreciate the apology, but declined the invitation. Hangman would love to unite as Humbucks for you. He felt loyalty to Dark Horse. He stood by his side, way to the top. You should repay the favor by supporting him in the toilet. The, the, the Bucks usually excited. Sheepishly exited when but uh, Cutler offered his service as a teammate. This was a well done scene of drama and intrigue. The Bucks seen sincere apology. It basically hung Bucks, but it's great to see Hangman stand by a Dark Order Pals. This is a pure true pure baby move baby face move in the cowboy. Mm-hmm. And Hangman did appreciate the apology. Yeah. Alright. As for the tournament is so Let's talk about more about this. Like before the tournament. Doesn't mean that doesn't mean hangman bucks are clearly off the table. I saw I suspect that color would be the trail turn with the bucks don't have any other option. A loss to the tournament is an opportunity to feud against Hammond Cole, Bobby Fish Riley. 
the hangman, the bus with the third one, you know, hung the hangman with a badge and a scenario. As for the turn itself, these are great selections that the best busters are very the right group is to be forced on plus two quickly out the development as series threat. They'll be clearly taking a first round loss. The, the New Japan trio will also keep the forbidden for door vibes through. Well, there is also a Dragon Lee. Yes, I've been I've been waiting for his arrival in Adam's his skills. There is a lot room of predictability in the finals that trying Lusting and now Blaze, House of Bucks, Beth Friends would make sense in some of I can see one of those teams winning the whole Chata. The Dark Horse is a strong dark horse due to story reasons, bring it on. So let's go through the rest of Dynamite. We got the the coffin match, Darby Bring Bowie King. And attacked out of darkness. Basically, King regrouped to stop the skipper. Allen came out super cold well the turnbuckle. King took control of Melon Allen. But he was a modifying smash crash through a table. Lights out, lights on. Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, Julie Hart, Pum- King pummeled Allen. They opened a coffin for the King to finish the job. It's Sting. Sting was lying wait. The coffin was helped to hit his little buddy. Sting cleaned house. Black stood down in the corner played mind game. Sting. Tossed his bat over the black. The house of black leader climbed to a rate, gauge and excited. Sting gate chasing a brisk wake. Lock up ramp for a stare down. Back to the fight. Iron King duped out. Heavy moves. Hand a ball from Allen. By side by King under the ring steps. King went for a hanging choke. Allen cracked him with a chain. Allen used the chain to choke King out of the choke. Tumble, King tumbled the Apron tumbled the ring with the lid caught with the coffin lid shut. Allen was Darby Allen was victorious. The match was was full of loads of wild action. The intense one point reviewed. Allen was fighting some Reggie fan when Houseback showed up by King's side. Allen didn't care, he was going to do a suicide dive. That's the kind of cuts I root for. As a joy, but to see, I wouldn't necessarily call this satisfying conclusion of the feud. Maybe because I want to see this thing is going to end. Even though it was a coffee match, Phil was cool. Finish was cool. Play back to the previous choke spots in April. I think more interaction staying black means feud will still continue. Maybe it's a wonder the were two were awkwardly staying face to face. Tired sequence. Anyway, I'm still excited to see Sting and Allen versus House of Black. Sting and Allen be alone. We had from Miro who cut up questioning the darkness from Blacksmith. Julian Hard. Encouraged him to brace the gift. I thought she was lying for a second, Pa. It made me funnier when he said only one woman could touch her, and it's not Julia. M- Mira made a decision. He will set the gift and used to destroy a house of black. The lightning shit. A cool effect to give me goosebumps for maximum asking. We got we some actions with Los Angeles Blaze, defeat Lucha Bows. This was Lucha Libre Tornado Rules Chaos with Fierce Pace. They. They also they manipulate a false finish by uh, tying Penta's put on mask to the rose as Phoenix flying. But anyway, Phoenix was smashed with both horns, running jockey roots, and a hemlock DDT on the to win. The action was non stop. Yeah, that was all four men. The story told in the mystery tale and conquer. Due to turning a rule, it was tough to inspiration long enough for a winning pin. However, a novice managed to achieve creativity. Russia and Dore look like ready stars ratings. Then we got a Lucha Stars versus Anthony Her- Anthony Henry. 
squash one with a finalizer for a clan slam. Nothing react there. We got the real story from Jungle Boy when on the commentary that attacked Christian Cage at Dino's win. Christian on the big screen clapped. Jay is there to scene and figure out when Christian is looking. Like, 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 when Christian looked, he ran back to looking for a fight. But the security blocked him from the prey. Luchasaurus added a helping hand to free Jay Jungle Boy. Christian was already gone. There's a little quick joke to keep the story hot. Pretty nervous showdown between Jungle Boy and the Christian and all out. The body in there led to the story. In Luchasaurus telling this, he headbutted Bat Buck. I'm not sure why we're supposed to care about Bat Buck, but who is the agent for Ada Press? It was an introduction to an on screen assist to Christian down the line, mostly. Then we got FTR reunion. We got Lethal, Shandud, Sing called out Warlow. Their beef wasn't over until Lethal hold the TNT Championship. And Warlow arrived despite beyond number. FTR music hit the standby Warlow side. The bad guys backed away. Lethal tried to sneak attack, but he had a big riff for troubles. I had big mixed feelings on this. For the positive, it was nice seeing FTR sided by Warlow's surprise. It was called back to the time pinnacle, but negative legal angling for another touchdown so soon that the clean, clean makes wins and losses feel like they don't matter. It was the same thing around Cole rematch and Hangman Pantheon. Lethal doing anything the first time around that made me year around too. They just fluffed leading to a blowout trio smash where Warlow powerbomb sing. In that case, I'll be pleased with the punch. Alright, now we go to the Ricky Star Sphere versus Earl Solo. UT Factory cross paths with Haas backstage. They passed take care of Starks. Haas warned not to become a problem. The former indie teammates had a short match where Starks running through ropes to duck a corkless group, winning by a spear. Afterward, the Factory tried to pummel Starks. He escaped and exited safety. Haas was walking backstage, smashed the string, screaming in anger. And mm-hmm. Starks pick, picked out a win to keep his momentum rising. The curious part is where will Factor fit into the feud between Starks and Hobbs? Neither of them like QT and his crew. If AEW book Hobbs to fight the Factory, too, he'll be in cheers as the heel starts in the story. Okay, we go into TBS Championship. Cargill retains versus Mariah Rain. We got Kieran ringside for time distractions. Jay's power was trailing double early. Rain rails for a jawbreaker. Hey, netbreaker. Flipping netbreaker, front chance to Ray DT. Hogan drafted again, ate a pumpkin from Jay when Rain moved away. Jay keep their wits and landed a pumpkin on Rain. Jay counters across Rain counter and escaped to Jay for the win afterward and Dana Scott Nick for a back attack to the champ. This was a nice match. Jay looked good with a promo offense, such a one on stand super. Rain did her job as a veteran printer over the right town. Her expression of fear at Pink of Jay was a amusing touch. Athena did more of the same to drag out the field toward All Out. Athena versus Jay is a match I want to see, but Wayne is getting old. Let's get some notes. We got that Billy Gunn wants his son to toughen up. He booked a match for a rampage. Stokely halfway tried to recruit Austin Colton. Grandpa asked the Moe. Hanson entered the scene. The Ask Boys match we got Dan Hazard and, and the beard better for knowing as Eric Redbeard. Formerly Eric Rowan. Then we got some Ari Devari trespassers to recruit Cassidy, who was an industry. Devari will teach OC what happened in Rampage, which will be later on. Review. Okay, we got Kiss Sandler, the injury. 
Taylor Star is not a number one contender for the AEW Women's title. Star enjoyed pounding Thunder, but Mango is a main world champion. Thunder was lengthy about presidential management, the idea of being opponents who could be tan friendship. It could be a surprise if they, Dr. Britt Bay and DNA add to the mix. So, that was real. Let's go to the start of the show. Jericho turned back hands of time for special performance. It was awesome. I actually want more with Lionheart. And the match tonight, I would go with Jericho versus Moxley. Mm-hmm. This was an excellent match. I'm going the hands and a time time. This was a great episode of Diamond. So energy. The energy was all night for the zip by. The, the, the big match delivered the bay and the surprise of Punk was outstanding. It was the kind of show that was so excitement it makes me hard to go to sleep. Okay. It was basically a great and exciting episode of Dynamite. Alright, let's go to AW Rampage recap. Quick Bay Lake edition on August 12th. Pretty much. Basically, after losing to Daniel Garcia in a shocking upset, Brian Dawson returned this week to address the situation. We also heard from the new FEW champ Hook and AEW champ Tag Champions, Laura Strickland, Keith Lee. Speaking of Strick Strickland, there's a people on social media saying that Swerve should not should be miserable in AEW, but I don't think he is. I don't think he is. He is more happy in AEW than in WWE. I don't know why. Maybe because they they went back on hit row, but I, but honestly, Swerve does not need hit row. Hit row probably held Swerve back back in my opinion. So on to review, I mean recap. Anyway, speaking of tag teams, the Gun Club was action against Dan Hansen and Rick Beer. For earlier, I explained, and the newlyweds Sammy Guevara. Ty Conti, and they took on Dante Martin and Sky Blue. We got some Sunny Good Kids getting some TV time this week in a match in Parker Bordex, and Ars Cassidy faced Ari Devai. Let's look at what went down on Friday's Quake by the Lake episode Rampage. Let's start with. Let's start. We got some promo from Brian Danson. Alright. The Rampage usually opened the match, but ready to go. But this week we saw Danson come out and dress the crowd. He said he would never willing to stop wrestling, so Garcia came out threatening to end his career for him. Danielson and Garcia were one of the best young talents he has seen in years before Jericho got in his ear. The segment was outstanding, honestly. It hyped up their eventual rematch perfectly. It was short, sweet, but allowed both fans to everything they needed to say. So, this was a good, it was a good promo. So, Danielson and Garcia, next week, Dynamite, 2 out of 3 falls. It will be fantastic. Alright, let's go to the first match of the night. Was a mixed tag match with Garmelo taking on Martin and Blue. This is for the AEA AAA mixed tag titles, which was the first time they were defending on AEW. Melo and Guevara played the United Newlyweds perfection. It helped to get the proud cheer for Blue and Martin even more. They were based off their own popularity. The match ended up being good, but not great. There were some timing issues between Mello and Blue. It led to a few moves looking awkward. They have a lot of experience working together, but Martin Gravar turned the heat up when he got in the ring. Mello was able to get the win for her team with TKO to Blue. Even when Slack like Christmas and Aries, this is a fun outing. The winners were Sammy Gravar and Tay Mello. Here's some moments and observations. So the mixed tag titles at night design, they mix like better than the AAA tag title FTR has been carrying on for a little while. 
Blue moves around Lingo will, but her strikes need some work. It's too obvious she's holding back. She needs to figure out how to make them look realistic while hurting his opponents, and she'll be fine. The camera and Mrs. Guevara shove Mela out of the way, so Martin wouldn't hit her with a suicide dive. Martin jumped out, Mela was about to hit a Canadian destroyer, and Guevara was a fun spot. Alright, anyway, let's go to Bar- Bardex versus Kiss. The, ma- the match featured one of the AEW's newest acquisitions take on someone who's been dead since the start when Bordex took on Kiss. The match was over less than a minute and saw the powerhouse formerly known as Harlan as he scored an easy win. When it makes sense for push Bordex this way, it would have been nice to see Kiss getting a little offense. So Bordex won a, it was a squash match. Here's some moments of observations. Sonny got a drop entrance which is unfortunate because a lot of people are excited to see Kiss perform this week. There we got Ari Devine looking like he has fun as a manager. Now we go to the Gun Club versus Beer Hansen. Austin and Golden Gold, Golden Gold Club, Gun squared up against the pairing of Dan Hansen and Eric Redbeard is on this week's show. The match had a quite a bit of comedy, which is expecting wherever Dan Hansen is involved. Redbeard would take in the powerhouse spots where he's in the ring, but mostly where the guns trying to hurt Don for the, giving them the ass boy nicknames. Don has one of the defensive of the time, but Redbeard took over when tagged in. Billy Gunn pulled the top row to take out Redbeard so his sons could take out Don Hans to score the win. The guns look good, but the match was nothing to write home about. It was good, but not memorable. The gun club won. Now we got some moments of observation. Honestly, AEW should sign Redbeard. It could be a fun addition to the roster. This co- company could f- use a few big guys like him. I know the roster is bloated, bloated, but honestly, stop with that bloated bullshit. It's a good roster, whatever. The big man looked like he was in the best shape of his life. He has slimmed down since the last time he appeared in AEW. The double suplex of both members of the gun club was a nice spot. Honestly, this match was a, it was a good. It was not the home to write about, but it was a good match. It got the gun club over. It got Billy Gunn shooting the gun club down. Much like that. Then we got some Ari Devari main event versus Karen Cassidy. Sim J and Burdex accompanied Devari's main event match against Cassidy as usual. Best friends were there to support Cassidy and kept things outside the ring. Devari tried to talk Cassidy and lose on purpose so he could join the Justbusters with Fisher Key. Queez just messed with him a bit instead. The match followed the same pattern just about, about every cast season. He jokes around a bit. His opponent controls the offense most of the match. And then Cassidy made his comeback. The predictability of this playoff is one of the downsides of being a comedic performer most of the time. As OC begins to build some momentum, the people at ringside begin to get involved. Cassidy say best friends for a Dex. Better get Devaria a chance to recover. Still wasn't enough to keep Cassidy from scoring the win with the arch punch. Sonny, Sonny came out to stand next to Cassidy as he was standing off with Burdex, but then Kiss turned around and kicked OC below the belt to officially join the Trustbuster. So the show ended with Devar celebrating with his group. The winner, Arch Cassidy. Here's some moments and observations. Cassidy's entrance music is just as over with the crowd as he is. The, the way Slim Jim wears the razor is a cool. As it's been cool since eighties and night been ever been cool since back then just bad. Whoever made the right tights did a great job. Design aside was very intricate. Mm. The Cassie Turning D T always look almost look, look as always look good. So this week's rampage was it was a good rampage episode. 
it could have been a little better, but it is what it is. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So basically, yeah. That was Rampage. Let's get to the Mr. Man topping. Apparently, there was an additional $5.0 million WWE found in the paintings made by Vince McMahon in 2007 and 2009, which it should count as company expenses. Match the amount and years of paintings WWE made to Trump Foundation. So apparently, he's been spending more money, the company's money, a lot more. So, and it, my take on this, he has made, Vincent McMahon made two $5 million personal payments, bringing his total Nintendo payments to $19.6 million. Well, honestly, should be recorded as company expenses. This is a yikes. Vince is going down. He's going to be charged. So this is basically a continuation of Vince McMahon and the NDAs. So I don't know what's going on, man. So this is this is getting scarier. Mister Man, is, um, he's he's too he's too he's too scared to get pussy in like a bunny house or something. And now he's paying NDAs because he just want he just an old man wants pussy. Fuck the old man. That's nasty. Using NDAs to cut over his sex sandals. That's just fucking disgusting. Mister Man goes just fuck off. Honestly, here's the thing. Vizek Man should have just given the women he paid out various WWE assets they don't use. Like, imagine signing NDA and getting the rights to all the old, your old house show titles of three years of ECW TV. Imagine that. Yeah, basically. And here's more shocking. Honestly, man, he basically spent more money on NDAs NDAs over such a misconduct that he did on WCW ECW. And that's a fact. And he is a disgrace to this man. And his legacy is going to be soiled. But anyway. That's not. That's his fault in the end. So. I don't know. Did Christy Hemi sign the NDA? I'm thanking her. So basically, we don't know, but we don't know the women they signed the NDA. So that's a mystery. That's privacy. So <sighs> anyway, all right. Let's. It was pretty much Vistic Man topic. You know, honestly, this was good. Triple H taking control of creative. Stephanie Nikon taking back WWE. Vince Man retiring was probably for the better. You know. Mr. Man is going to get prosecuted anyway. There's no duff about it. No. Yeah, he's going to get prosecuted. Vince is getting prosecuted. So, anyway. Alright. Another topic. Alright. Topics. Alright, topics. Alright. Ric Flair's last match. Apparently, Ric Flair, like Ric Flair, like Ric Flair, Ric Flair has last match, but he felt that this wasn't his last match. He wants to wrestle in Puerto Rico, and honestly, I don't think he should. 
But anyway, in my opinion, honestly, it's enough for Ric Flair. He should stay retired and be done with it. So anyway, and here's the next topic I'm going to talk about. Madison Rain. Like, uh, Madison Rain, Madison Rain. Like, Madison Rain, uh, she signed to AEW. And she faced Jay Gargano in a beautiful women's title match. TBS title match. It was beautiful. She put over Jay Cargill. And Madison Rain is a great signing. It's a good signing for AEW. To help the women's division going forward. So, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Omega. I have a theory next week. Kenny Omega will return and debut for the Bucks. Or we get a Brandon Cutler like replacement situation. Aray, I just hope Eddie Omega makes a big debut. We have Don Callis announcing Kenny Omega. You have like, like, mm, Carl, Anderson Gallows attacking the Bucks. We never saw Bucks versus Doc or Doc or Carl Anderson kind of matchup. So you know. Anyway, mm, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. We sh- they should be like that. Well, Johnny Gargano. There's a Johnny Gargano. Like, like basically, Johnny Gargano's picking which one, AEW or WWE. So he sent like he's a favorite to. Mm, it was like, Loomis, Theory, Cancelay. So. I'm seeing Gargano going back to WWE at this point. I don't see him AEW unless he wants to face Kenny Omega. That's his choice. So, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's it. That's pretty much it for topics. Alright, this is like a silly podcast. I'll see y'all next Saturday. By then, the temporary co-host will wake up by then. Bye.